Welcome to Corks and Cowtown, where everything is poppin'. Grab your drinks, the show is about to begin. Well, howdy y'all and welcome back to Corks and Cowtown. I am joined in studio here at Nexum Creative today with my friend Angie, who you probably know from Uncorked. Um, she's the long, long liquor. <laughs> what did we call you? The, yeah, I think it was the long liquor and then my um. um. <laughs> the slow down slow-mo of like the bite was like just gold. <laughs> I was like, my gosh. But yeah, I was like, so we have Angie here in studio today and we need to talk Fort Worth food. Let's do it. And that's why I was like, who can I talk to about all this stuff that's going on? It has to be parable like let's eat. Better like. Better like <laughs> let's eat. I did, why did I put a button there? <clears throat> the, oh, because that's what it actually but means. Like, yeah. Let's eat. But, okay. Yeah. So I was like, wait a second. I was like, why did I say that? So, anyways, see, I'm I'm and I kind of know things. Yeah, you, sometimes you know things. I'm trying. You're in the know. I'm trying. Anyways, <laughs> so let's like fast forward, or I guess just getting rewind. Sure. We were just this past weekend at uh Main Street Arts Festival. Yes. Um, we did happen to stumble over to Sundance, I guess, <laughs> arts festival, um, just because obviously Lou was playing. So mm-hmm. we had to do that. But we started, first of all, here's the thing. We started Friday at Casa Azul yes. for coffee, yes. which I'd never been to. And I'm glad that you told me about it because it's Frostbank. Yes. So uh, Frostbank has partnered uh, with Casa Azul in the north side. Um, it's You can't miss it. It's this gorgeous little blue coffee house. Oh, it's house. so cute. It's precious. Yeah. Um, and they've partnered with them. And so one Friday a month, um, they come in and that's kind of how they bring the community together, community mm-hmm. members, activists, um, really whoever and whatever wants to come in and uh, just network and chit chat and get to know somebody. Um, and yeah, they cover the cost of everything. Your coffee, Yeah, from like your what, water, 8 to 10? Uh, 8 a.m. till 10 a.m. Yeah. yeah. So I went, y'all, they have a churro latte. Mm. That sounded really country too. Y'all, they have a churro a latte. Churro. <laughs> the churro latte is really good at Casa Azul. I literally, I don't know where that came from today. I just all We've of a sudden got, got a Texas twang today. I just got twangy today. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know what possessed me. You're getting me. ready for PBR, girl. Uh, yeah, I was like, P- I was like, PBR <laughs> is around the corner and I'm ready. I was like, I did buy new boots. So I'm very excited about that. But anyways, back to Friday. So went there, had the most amazing churro latte. And what did you order? I'm a real basic bee. So if I don't do just a plain hot vanilla latte there, mm-hmm. I typically do an iced vanilla matcha. Mm-hmm. Um, but Joseph, uh, one of the owners, um, it's him and his wife that own the coffee shop. Uh, Joseph Landeros, little shout out to him. Hey. <laughs> um, a l- couple weeks ago, I was like, man, I really want a matcha, but I kind of want you to Mexican it up. Yeah. Like, I don't know how to do that, but like, let's like work on something. And he's like, how about our Mexican mocha, but as a matcha latte? And I was like, oh, it together, homie. Delicious. Really? I'm not huge on chocolate. Okay. But it is like the mildest. It's got like this, he adds vanilla to it. So it just kind of pulls the chocolate flavor a mm-hmm. little bit. So it just makes it bolder, but it's still light and it's creamy. Mm-hmm. Um, I did it with coconut milk. Ooh. Girl. Dude, that <laughs> so sounds good. If you noticed, I start. I had that in a glass, and then I yeah. ended because I can't just have one. Yeah, and I take advantage of the free. I, well, absolutely, <laughs> I love free ninety nine. It's my favorite number. 
Um, so we did that. Then we had, uh, we all met at Mi Casina. Yes. So first of all, obviously, if you go to Main Street Arts Festival every year, you know that traffic is insane because they shut the whole, like downtown's like shut down. Yes. Um, so, uh, you drove and you found parking, which was a blessing. (laughs) Um, Jordan and I decided that we would just Uber because obviously I think we both decided we needed some cocktails. And so we went to Mi Casina and obviously had Mambo taxis. And then we got Mambos to go, which are so good. Also, I was not aware we were still doing that. You didn't know that? I mean, I knew you could still yes. do it like in the stockyards, like on the strip, but I didn't know we were still doing no, that. No, I was like, you can literally else. still do that. I love that. I was like, us. so yeah, so Mambo's <laughs> to go. And then we wandered, we, you know, walked on over to Sundance. I was dying because so many people were just like, you haven't gotten stopped yet. And I was like, nope, <laughs> I was like still here. <laughs> so either things aren't as bad as we all think they are or, you know, right. who knows? I was like, so it is what it is. But we obviously got to see Lou, who is such a good performer. Such a good show. Yeah. And so I think it was good because, like, obviously people are just kind of, like, walking around. And I think a lot of people are like, what's this? And so it was nice because you could tell it was, like, crowded in a sense, even if it was just people walking through. Yes. And I think because Lou's such, like, a good performer, people started to actually stop. And they're like, wait, who? Who who is Lou? Who is Lou? Who is Lou? (laughs) And so we did that. Then obviously there's a brief intermission and we were like, well, we should obviously go get another cocktail. So I have not been to Razoo's in years. Same. And before you continue, can I interject on this? Yes. So I am now considering this my mistake. What? That I went to the restroom. Yes. Because when I hadn't broken the seal at that point. Yeah. I was like, I can't break it because if I break it, that's Mm -hmm. the end of it. I broke it. I had Mm -hmm. to. And I came back, and what did you have lined up for me? Um, that would have been a shot of Patron <laughs> with a tahini rim and a frozen margarita. <laughs> well, here's the thing, Angie, is that, first of all, you, like, made a mad dash to go potty. Because, like, I get it. It's like you're also a mother, so you have, like, an excuse. The rest of us do not. So it's like now at this point, it's you, me, Jordan, and then – um. Ernie. Ernie. Yeah. And so we go over and obviously you like ran to the restroom. (laughs) And so we're just like, Hey, like what drinks can you do to go? And he was like, we can only do frozens. And I was like, well, can you put like a shot of tequila on the top of each? And he was just like, no, but I can pour you a tequila shot. And I was like, this is like, I hate stupid rules. And like my friend (laughs) Haley's the same way. It's like, that is such a dumb rule. Like you can hand me a shot and I could pour it in the cup, but like you can't pour it. Like why? Like, it's just so stupid. Anyways, so I told him, you know, I wanted a shot of Patron chilled and dressed, which if you know what that means, you literally take the Patron, shake it oh, with yes, ice yes, yes. so mm-hmm. it's chilled, and then you dress the rim of the shot glass, and then you pour, yes. and you're it's served with a lime. Yeah. This man, I guess, thought their Patron was already cold enough. <laughs> it was not. <laughs> it was the most lukewarm shot of Patron. And I haven't had a shot of Patron because obviously I was asking for other things and that was like their high end. And I was just like, this is ridiculous. And so I was just like, okay, whatever. We're all getting a shot of like Patron, like silver. <laughs> <clears throat> that shot was warm. It was so warm. It was so warm. But the funniest part is like we all like take the shot and we're like obviously making faces. We're like, okay, like none of us 
like we're we can drink but like the shot was awful and so we're like all right let's get out of here so we're like making a mad dash back well they have that massive cowboy hat and sundance too now <laughs> and all these people are taking pictures and so we're Hold just on. like <laughs> families families <Cute> yes. families <laughs> Are taking pictures they're in front literally, of this rhinestone. Yeah, I was like, they're having <laughs> all the fun, you know, with this. And so next thing you know, here comes Angie. And I sh- I'm just like, let me get a picture of you. I got us those Alex Earl lights. Yes. The ladies oh, will know what I'm yes. talking about because they're like the most insane clip-on light for your phone. It's amazing. To help with your photos. And since Angie's always taking food photos and like lighting is like a pain in the ass, I was like, oh my gosh, you need one of these for like your food photos. And so, so then that. the next thing we know, I forgot they were on my phone also, by the way. Um, I'm dying because I'm like, Angie, go get on it. And she's like, okay, so you're holding, first of all, Angie was the only one that got a water, so she's smart. <laughs> but she has her water and her margarita and is like, just got her leg thrown up on this cowboy hat. <laughs> and I'm just like snapping like a photog. And I'm just like, I was like, move around. I was like, oh, yes, get it, girl. We turned it into Literally, a full photo shoot. Literally, we turned shoot. it into a full photo shoot. And the amount of people that were just standing around, like staring, I think Jordan's the one that came over and was like, okay, we're done. We gotta go. We gotta move on. Let me just say, though, I, you're very sweet for saying, like, we can drink. Physically, yes, I think I can drink. Back in the day, I totally could throw down no problem. <laughs> now, like, what has happened to my body, Since I enjoyed, <laughs> I enjoy a cocktail. Yeah. I love a good cocktail. Yeah. My body does not like a cocktail. I don't think anyone's body enjoys a cocktail. But like the things that it does to me, like I could write a book about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of embarrassing. <laughs> and it's like. I don't think. It, well, actually, I was going to say who would buy that book. I mean, but also people probably would. They would relate. The yeah, sweating, the heart palpitations, oh, the swelling. The <laughs> The swelling is what really gets me is whenever I go home and I try and take my rings off. And it's only when I drink like frozen drinks. Yes. Because I think the the sugar. sugar. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, wait, am I going to, is this it? Like my rings stop fitting. Yes. Everything. It is insane. See, you would probably read my book. Yeah. I I don't know if I, I'm not much of a reader these days. I'm more of a listener. Audio. Yeah. I was like, it would be the audio book. So. Had the best time with that. Oh my gosh. We had so much. Well, then we went to Down and Out too. And yes. so, once again, you've got a frozen drink there. <laughs> oh, my gosh. They're Miami Vice. Yeah. It's their two frozen cocktails, mm-hmm. and they blend them together. Well, that's what I used to get whenever I'd go to Mexico, because it's like a strawberry daiquiri and a pina colada. Mm-hmm. And I was always just like, I'll take the Vi- Miami Vice. And now I'm like, I can't do frozens in Mexico. Like, I'm going to pass away. <laughs> like, just give me something cold. Yep. Like, that's it. But anyways, back to other food <laughs> and for work. Also, do you remember, sorry, do you remember me leaving my car on for like a solid 45 minutes? I literally forgot about that till just now. Yeah, there was that too. (laughs) So my car that I thought was really smart, not so smart, didn't shut itself off. Yeah, the car did not, the car, well, hey, AI is taking over. I know that. That's going to go into a whole other conversation we can't do. Yeah. Because that has to be a Paul conversation because he loves that shit. So yeah, Daddy Paul, that'll be for you one day whenever we have more time. (laughs) So, okay, so I want to talk about... There's some drama in the Fort Worth food scene lately. There's a lot going on. I wish y'all could see Angie's face because so like with your like Instagram, you go around and you're just highlighting, you know, all these places that you like to eat or if someone's right. like trying to find a certain type of meal. Like you and I went to Quincey and like had such a good experience there. But then also we've shared, you know, obviously off mic, like our 
experiences at some other places that maybe weren't so great. And it sucks because it's the same thing as like with social media. It's all a highlight reel. You typically don't share the things that go wrong places. Correct. Unless there's like a story or something to be like learned behind it or you're genuinely trying to help or I guess they really piss you off. Correct. So I was like, my thing is there's so many Fort Worth food groups and drink groups. Now the drinks I feel like are kind of just like, well, you know, like, yeah, everywhere has like a lot of cocktails, you know, like whatever these days. Sure. Fort Worth only has like a couple specialty cocktail spots, but we have a lot of food. Yes. A lot of the same food also. Yes. So my thing is, that's why I think people do go other places sometimes because they're like, it's all the same. Sure. And I think in addition to that, like so much is changing in Fort Worth. We're, yes. we're losing a lot of restaurants, but we're also gaining. And yes. I think the cause of that is, I don't know, I, I tend to be more on the optimistic side of things for the most part. Um, and I think what's happening is, and correct me if you think I'm wrong, but I think what's happening is that a lot of people are following their dreams to start restaurants or yeah. open a business um, and taking these risks, right? Yeah. Some work, others don't. Mm-hmm. But what it's doing is I think it's igniting this fire in other people also to be like, okay, well, they tried it, but mm-hmm. they succeeded, but maybe, yeah. you know, they failed, but maybe I want to follow that dream and take that risk too. So we're seeing a lot of, unfortunately, we're losing a lot of really yeah. good restaurants. But there's also kind of like this upcoming of like this new generation of not just restaurateurs, business owners, mm-hmm. but foodies also. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's exploding. Because like, what's your definition of like a foodie? Like for real, obviously not like uncorked version of like bullshit. Well, I'll tell you, I'll t- tell you what I think a foodie is and then I'll tell you what I am. Okay. Yes. <laughs> do that. Yeah. Yeah. So I think a foodie is somebody who is a food, a connoisseur of food, mm-hmm. um, probably has a background in food, um, in, in dining and fine dining even, mm-hmm. uh, somebody who really has a, an art and a talent and an eye uh, for food delivery, design, um, taste, obviously, um, pairings, things of that nature. I claim to be a foodie. I just really love food. And I love sharing that experience with other people. See, I think that you're more on the level of what a foodie would be because I think it became like Thanks. such an over, <laughs> It's it became very overused. So it did kind of like lose its like I guess maybe original meaning, mm. but I feel like that's the thing is like, I would say now if someone is like a specialty or has like specific taste buds, like they're more of like a connoisseur, Sure, you know, like, but that's the thing is that this is something that everyone has their own perspective on. So uh, exactly. it's totally fine. And guess what guys, it's not that deep. It's literally not <laughs> yes. that deep. Like you can call yourself whatever you want. Like I could say, well, just kidding. I'm not going to get into the, all the things I would call myself <laughs> just to like piss people off. But it's just wild to me because I do think the word foodie is in a sense like overused now because someone will be like oh I eat tacos at a different place like every you know like week like I'm a foodie and I'm just like oh okay yeah you're a taco maybe a taco foodie or like whatever and like and that's fine but it's kind of lost it's like terminology and all this that like but the like heart behind it like that drive because at this point I feel like everyone for the most part unless all you do is like if you happen to be on city council and only eat chicken fingers. Um, <laughs> that's a true story, guys. There's somebody that I've talked about before who only eats chicken fingers because they said that they know what they like um, going out to find dining establishments. So 
It's if a you know what no, you it's like. It's a grown man. It's a grown man. <laughs> That's all I'll say. Anyways, um, <laughs> I just think it's kind of crazy because there's also obviously Fort Worth is, as we've said, 1,000 million times before the biggest small town. Yes. There's a lot of people that are, you know, like, raw, raw, why can't I talk? <laughs> restaurateurs, I guess, is like the terminology you would use that have multiple restaurants. Like yes. think about like Tim Love. Tim Love has not only places all across Fort Worth because this is his home, but in Austin and Denton and God knows wherever else. Like, so you have all these people in Fort Worth and these chefs like Bonnell too. And like even Stefan with like Wishbone, like all these people have, you know, different establishments and things like kind of under their belt. And I think that's where a lot of maybe disconnect comes because a lot of people are like, oh, well, I love this one. I'll love their other establishments Correct. as well. But then also I feel like it's almost like, do we need 25 burger places in Fort Worth? Do we need the same amount? Like, where's the, like, I feel like Fort Worth is starting to lack, but also it's starting to come in. Like you said, is like, where's the creativity? Yes. Like where, like, where is it? Like, let's get like into some shit that hasn't been done before. And that's what I try to seek out. But I also try to keep, how can I say this? The staples here in Fort Worth, yeah. I want to remind people that they are still here also. Yes, absolutely. Um, especially in these smaller, like, tight-knit communities where most people probably don't venture out to. They're mostly venturing mm -hmm. to the Soma, the Magnolia, the Rosedales, the 7th Street, right? Mm -hmm. I, I try to encourage people to venture outside yes. of that. And I've always said the sketchier the building is, the better the food. Oh, 1,000% <laughs> agree. Um, but in addition to that, though, like, I am... And I know a lot of people don't agree with me on this. A lot. And people are very vocal about it. I am a Tim Love stan. So I am too. Do I love I all of his restaurants? No. Mm -hmm. But what I can share, like my biggest love, is that every time I dine in a Tim Love establishment, it's a whole new experience every time. And it's a great one. Yeah. Another chef... Um, who is now local, but it's interesting how our worlds kind of collided. So my husband has family in West Texas and San Angelo. And oh, yes. You just told me about this. So yeah. we've always uh -huh. gone to Armenta's Grill out there. Uh -huh. Armenta's is like a tiny hole-in-the-wall Mexican restaurant. Um, it's probably the most popular one in downtown San Angelo. And then um, as the years went on, then Felipe Armenta, who's the mm -hmm. owner, he opened the Cork and Pig. Yeah. So we had Cork and Pig for the first time. And we're like, man, if they could only bring that to Fort Worth. Yeah. Boom. Few, maybe about a year later, mm -hmm. it was on 7th Street. Yep. And now I used to go there all the time. And now Maria's Pacific Tape. Like, yeah. All of these restaurants that he's open and the same thing. It's like, I, I understand that. And sometimes I'm like, damn, another restaurant? Yeah. <laughs> How are you managing Well, this? that's the thing is like, I feel like sometimes by do, putting like your hand in too many like was that like too many pots? Like, mm -hmm. how are you not like focusing on the quality of the others? Right. Because I know that with some people, they're able to do that and you would never know is you're just like, wait, all of these are like very consistent and good, whatever. But there's other places that have started or like groups, however you want to call them, like recently where I've started to notice they're slacking in areas and I'm like, yes. but then I see they're opening something else and I'm like, should you be doing that? Pump the brakes. Like, yeah. why not focus on, like, quality control first exactly. before diving into something else new that's, like, a whole other thing? 
just from experience, I think what helps the Tim Loves and the Felipe Armentas, just from my personal experience at their locations, the teams and the staff that they hire. Yes, but that's why it's so important to hire mm-hmm. people that aren't newbies to the scene. Quince, yes. perfect example. Oh my gosh. That we was had incredible. The best time <laughs> at Quince. Where we had, it was supposed to be an hour lunch and it was three and a half hours. Row. Yeah, oopsie daisies. Um, <laughs> didn't feel like it though. No, it didn't. And like we <laughs> talked to, you know, multiple members of the staff. We were hearing, you know, like their perspective on things. We were hearing things about the restaurant. Like it was a very enjoyable experience. And you could tell that they had been trained and that they knew what they were talking about. And whenever we asked for a recommendation, they were able to give it and not just be like, oh, I don't know. Like, I kind of like this or I haven't tried this or I've only been here for three days. Like, I don't know. And it's just like, awesome. Because passion. Yeah. I was like, there's something behind it. And it's Mm -hmm. also, I think they're probably enjoying their jobs as well. And I hate to say it, but they're probably getting compensated properly for their job absolutely and so i think it's just another this is a outside fort worth place y'all don't freak out but (laughs) i my sister-in-law had an event in dallas she had like a red carpet premiere for a movie she was a part of and so i didn't get to go to that because i had another event during the day and i wasn't able to make it and i was like how about we go out to dinner afterwards to like celebrate you so we went to drake's in dallas drake's is another place that our server was like beyond phenomenal, very knowledgeable, able to like tell us anything. They wanted drinks that were like off menu and just had like an idea of what they wanted. And he was like, I got you. Like, it was just like that little bit of like, just something is like so different to just be like, look, there's a difference between people that know the industry Mm -hmm. and others who are fresh to it. Absolutely. And most people probably didn't even notice this. And I'm not saying this to say like, oh, if you're doing it this way, you're doing it wrong. I initially, I think under my bio on Instagram, I had Fort Fort Worth foodie. Yeah. Yes. Born and raised. I've been here my entire life. This is home. Um, I don't, I, I always say this. I could never live anywhere else. I yeah. can go el- elsewhere, but I will always come back here. Um, but because of my job also, I travel all, all over, over DFW. Yeah. All over. I mean, up to the Oklahoma border. Mm-hmm. But also my biggest thing is leave a seat open at the table, invite somebody to come and eat with yes. you, you know, leave that door open mm-hmm. to, to have a new experience or meet somebody new. How can you do that if you close yourself off to just a certain mile radius? Yes, exactly. So then I started sharing of everywhere I go mm-hmm. because you don't know when you're going to find yourself in Dallas yep. or in Frisco, in Carrollton, in Louisville, in Argyle, in Roanoke, and you know, wherever and so I try to venture out as much as possible um, and kind of bring that in. Um, I know I was going somewhere with that, but this mom <laughs> fog brain. Jeez Louise, you okay, said so, something else about. Well, think about it. But this is something also I know you and I have discussed is the whole thing of like if you've maybe eaten a food before and you didn't like it. Mm. How it was probably just not prepared correctly. Yes. And you should give it another try because yes. try it somewhere else. Because you will probably end up liking that food. It's so easy. It is like just just to mess up food. It is so easy. And like yeah. if someone's just having one off day, and that's the thing, it's just like you're literally never going to eat like a vegetable again because you had one <laughs> bad experience. Like stop being dramatic. Like we've all had a, like an off day. We've all had this. And it's just like you're literally going to let one like here's the thing. This is the way to think of it. Not even like a moment, a whole night, like one bite of food. Think about how many bites of food 
we take in a day. Yes. You're going to let one bite ruin, ruin everything for everything, you. Everything, the whole experience. Like grow up. Yep. Child. Yep. Yeah. Like I literally just can't is like try something like for the longest time. I did not start eating sour cream till probably three years ago. And I know that sounds very, because I didn't like the smell of it and I didn't like the consistency and it just, it's like a very, it's an overly white substance and I don't (laughs) like it. It like freaked me out. And I would eventually was like, I had like a little bit that got on like, I don't know, I was probably like eating like a nacho or like a fajita or something and a little bit got on there and I was like, don't freak out. You're with people. Like, it's fine. It's not going to hurt you. And took a bite. And I was like, okay, that's not bad. And I was like, it's fine. And now every now and then I'm just like, maybe I want a little bit of sour cream. Yeah. Squeeze a little lime and salt. Yeah. But like, it was just one of those things that I was like, it's in our heads over anything. Absolutely. Absolutely. But mine is definitely a texture and smell thing. That too. So I'm about to lose Oh, I was going to say all of my accreditation. What accreditation <laughs> from Foodie University? So my husband and I have been married 12 years. Uh, well, this year. 12, shit, 12, 11. <laughs> my math isn't mathing right now, but we've been That's married fine. a long time. Um, babe, is it 11 or 12? I don't know. It's okay. <laughs> Just say 12. That's an even um, number. And yes, I've always been pretty adventurous with Mexican food. Yeah. Um, I really love tripas, which is mm-hmm. intestine. I love, I love cow tongue. I love scent, you know, uh, anyways, I'll, I, I've been always adventurous with that. Yeah. But with condiments and more American or Tex, uh, Texas style, you know, food, I, I wasn't. Yeah. And it wasn't until Joseph was the one that was like, you're going to have a dry ass hot dog, put something on that. And I'm like, oh, ketchup. And he's like, mm, put something else on that. Like, here, try this mustard mayo onions oh, see, I like, can't do that just through it and he's the one that completely mm-hmm. opened my mind and he's always been just try it yeah if you don't like it you don't like Have it you, there's like this lady on tiktok with her kids she makes them like she'll make them something new and her rule is like just one bite mm-hmm. and so after they take one bite they decide if they like it or not and they just say no thank you and she's like that's fine She's like, but you will take one bite of everything. Yes. At least. So, and I was like, that's a really, I mean, obviously with kids, it's like way harder, but I feel like that's something you should implement as an adult. As an adult. Yes. Like that's the thing is like, it's one bite. Like you're yes. going to be fine. And like, here's my biggest thing. I've gone out to eat to some nice places with some well-to-do people before. And I have seen like grown adults throw a fit over food or like act like they're going to, they need to like spit something out. And I'm like, stop. Yep. Or that is embarrassing. Or their food can't touch or if there's yes. a vegetable <laughs> and it touches like their main core. Yeah. I'm like, yes. stop. I also have friends, and I won't call them out by names, but yeah. <laughs> I have friends still in their 30s that only eat spaghetti, mm-hmm. chicken strips, <clears throat> chicken strips, yeah. and a plain ass hamburger. No cheese, no yeah. condiments, no nothing. I have other friends who will not eat vegetables, like, to save their lives. Like, it can't touch anything. It can't be on a pizza. It can't be on the same plate. Like, See, that's, like, so wild to me. And I want to heal them. I know. I'm like, <laughs> let... But you know what? Here's the thing that I'll say is I will give full credit where credit's due. And that is for Steph and Rochelle. Whenever Max's was open, if you knew Max's, you knew Max's. Is like, that was some bomb ass brunch food, whatever. Mm. And I was so sad whenever he was leaving. Oh, Max's was great. And so like, that was where my like love brunch started too. 
because we would go there. Maxis had a bar and we would sit at the bar and Stefan would be working and he would just be like, he'd be like, he was able to, you know, obviously like mess around in the kitchen and try stuff. And he'd be like, try this. And he just put something in front of me and I'd go, what is it? He'd go, it doesn't matter. Try it. And I was like, okay. And I was kind of like weirded out sometimes. And I was like, this looks weird, like whatever. But I remember the one time he like put something on my plate and it looked like a piece of steak. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay. And I was like, oh, steak. And he was like, yeah, sure. He was just like, try it. What do you think? And so I like cut it and I took a bite of it and I was like, oh, I was like, that is so like juicy Mm -hmm. and tender and whatever. He's like, and it was some type of heart. I think it was duck heart. And I was just like, I died a little inside. And then I was like, you're fine. You're just, I was like, that was delicious. And it was just, it was mind over like visual. Absolutely. Like, and so it's just like those little things that like blow your mind. Yes. I just remembered what I was going to say. Say it. <laughs> just going along this. Of, yeah. I have, it's either a good habit or a bad habit. It's up to you how you want to view it. I have a habit of if we're going somewhere new and you experienced this when we went to Quince, yeah. you tell me what I need to eat or give me something yes. that you like uh-huh. eating here. Uh-huh. Or like, oh my gosh, I haven't been to JD's hamburgers yet. I haven't either. Can we go together? Yes, please. Okay, I want to go so bad. And I do want to go off of her menu, but I also want her to whip me up something that she would make for herself. Yeah. Like make me a burger the way that you eat a burger. And maybe that's what JD's menu is. Maybe it is the burgers and that's how they eat them. Mm -hmm. But I love talking to to chefs and cooks and yes. the staff and being like what's your favorite thing but this is what we talked about too is like whenever i also want to encourage people to go eat by themselves oh it's, my it's, new li- it's literally my favorite thing to do also <laughs> and so like but go somewhere and eat especially if there's a bar sit at the bar and do that ask the bartender what's the best thing on the menu mm-hmm. like what or like what do you like same thing as you would do with a cocktail you'd be like what's your favorite cocktail to make like whatever, because then there's like heart and passion behind it too. Yes. They get excited. And it's like, yeah, like the biggest thing I did, especially while traveling, like with Cami, is obviously I was on the road and like there was a lot of places I was able to take her with me and there were places mm. that I wasn't. So half the time I would be like, I'm going to treat myself to like a dinner out tonight, you know, and I would go, I'd get ready. I'd Uber somewhere and I'd go sit at the bar because I was just one person. And I was like, what do you think? And I met so many, first of all, you meet cool people sitting at a bar. Amazing people. You meet amazing business connections at a bar. You can meet the love of your life sitting at a bar. Like, especially in like towns that you've never been, you have so many experiences. You learn people's stories. You learn about the establishment. You learn about the city. You learn all these things by sitting at a bar. I have so many stories of me sitting at a bar and meeting someone and something happening. (laughs) And I'm not talking about just getting drunk. I'm talking about literally like, like life changing things. Yes. And I don't understand. I just want y'all to experience these things. Like it seems scary, but it's not just do it one time at all. And imagine the level of weirdness that I take it to where I'm sitting by myself eating, which is literally every day, you guys, like, yeah, because of my work, my line of work, I'm out on the road all day, every day by myself. And Imagine what Robin just explained, but then a tripod sitting in front of you with a camera and you're like, "Mm, ah, ooh, like (laughs) just trying to capture the content. I I love it though. How many people have come up and been like, what are you doing? Yeah. And I'm like, I'm making a food porn video. No, (laughs) no, I'm, you know, I have a food page and that is how, and then I start meeting people. Here's the thing. I, 
I would say I know personally 90% of my followers. Yeah. Because I've communicated with them. It's not and just told them about you. everything. Yes. yes. And then we meet each other and then they tell me about their kids and I tell them about my kids and yes. what did you order? Oh my God, we haven't ordered yet. What are you eating? Yes. That's how it goes. I love it. It makes me so happy because like Fort Worth is getting new stuff. And like I told you, I just saw a thing this morning that we're getting, I think, a French place on Camp Bowie. And I just saw the sketch for it. And I was like, that's going to be cute. Now, do I go out and eat French cuisine often? I, no. No. Am I excited about it? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Like, because I, that's something, like, what French places are in Fort Worth besides Paris 7th? So, it, I don't know if it's still open. I hope it is. It literally, I haven't been yet, though. Um, ben Ryan is actually the one that oh, told yes, me about the, the Saint Emilion. Yeah, I was like, yes. okay, so I would say those are the only two. I think that so. I can think of. And also, um, shout out to Paris 7th for apparently telling um, someone off when their dog took a shit inside. So proud of y'all. Happy. I will be visiting your establishment soon because that's awesome. Let's go together. And th- let's go. I was like, I think I think we should. Well, that's a whole other topic that we can get into. <laughs> I think we should go visit a lot of establishments that have put people in their place. Yes. So, um, but I just think that it's so insane that we have all these like options and I've talked to so many people and like, I've been guilty of it too, is like you end up visiting the same place over and over because it's like comfortable, you know, what you like there, like whatever. Yeah. But like, so one place that I have gone, I guess only two or three times now is 61 Osteria. (gasps) So pasta wise, I love Trey Mowgli because everything's, you know, fresh, it's in house, like whatever. I was like, it's consistently always been good. But Mikey's the Psalm over at 61 Osteria. And I was just like, okay, well, I want to go visit him, obviously support a friend, and I want to try something new. Right. So went over there and got the, he recommended the Rotolo, which was insane. I don't really know how to describe it besides it was just like very good. <laughs> like I, I wish, like I can taste it right now. And I, it, I, it just, everyone has to go try it. So I'd say that, but then also like their cacio e pepe was like oh, amazing. Sucker for a cacio. And that's pepe. what I normally always get at Trey Mowgli. And so I was just like, well, now I'm torn. Same thing is their espresso martini there, I think is my number two, is they do an espresso martini with a Di Serono cold foam on top. Oh. And I was just like, oh my gosh, this is so good. And Mikey was like, well, why isn't it your number one if you like it so much? And I said, well, I've only had it like three times. You know, like I've only had it like three times. I was like, I've had the one at Wicked Butcher, which is my number one espresso martini in Fort Worth. I've had that one probably like 50. (laughs) Yeah. And going off of that, I feel like as this episode goes on, I'm going to start losing more and more followers. No. Solely because you just mentioned. Solely because you've mentioned three restaurants that I still haven't gone to because, and it kills me. Trey Mowgli has been on my list. Okay, Angie, we're going to go. Oh my God, it's been on my list. We have a, just, we're going to make a list and we'll go. Yeah. But also my list is pages long. Oh, same. Like, have you ever been to that Karshan's Deli? I love Okay, I haven't been there yet and it's on my list. we're definitely going there. So that's like, these are places that I think a lot of people are probably like, what's Karshan's Deli? I never knew till I got on Yelp and was looking for a sandwich. Oh my God, if it's still open, because they, they close early. If okay. it's still open after this, we're going. Okay, done. We're going to Karshan's done. Deli. Absolutely it's done. the most beautiful little Jewish kosher deli. I love it. And it's... Uh, like, I just... That's the thing is, like, I feel like so many people also... Like, um, Henry from On the Same Page podcast, we went to Drew's Chicken off of, you know, Camp Bowie. Yeah. 
Uh, oh, yes. And like <gasps> that was so, so good. good. And literally, I mean, you walk in, there's like just a couple people in there. Mm-hmm. There's not really parking. You park on the street. We walked in and obviously I was in like sweats that day. So I'm sure they were probably like, what do you want? Like, you know, <laughs> but like he just sat down and we got like a plate of food. The catfish was so good. Oh my God. Yes. Like I was like blown away. And obviously we had to get like mac and cheese and the mac and cheese of was course. good too. But like, it just was this teeny little hole in the wall. And mm-hmm. we do the same thing as like, we're just like, Hey, you want to go have lunch? And then it's three hours. Like <laughs> that's like my favorite thing I think to do with my friends is like, just go sit, have a meal and talk. Yes. Because you just like learn so much. But one of the funny things you and I were talking about when we were talking about, I think we wanted Mexican food for something as I brought up. And this is like not a like, I guess it is a semi-local spot. It's not like it was created in Fort Worth though, is Blue Goose. Yes. And I was talking about how like their margs are so good, like whatever. It's nice because if you want to go have like a casual day there. But my beef with Blue Goose is the tortillas. Tortillas. The tortillas, you never know what size they're going to be. They're the palm of your hand. They're either they're like, they're literally like hand. the palm of your hand, which is like tiny. And I'm just like, what am I, like my piece of meat won't even fit in that. Yes. And then other times they're like normal size. And then sometimes they're like long and elongated. And I'm like, what's going on with the tortillas? Yes. I just need to know what is happening. So two things. I thought about this over the weekend. Okay. I'm glad that this was on me. your mind. It consumed me. So... I mentioned to you that it reminded me, and I don't know if people remember this restaurant. It was just a chain Tex-Mex restaurant here in Fort Worth um, called Diaz Tex-Mex. Yes. Um, and this came after Ninfa's even. Yeah. Um, but Diaz Tex-Mex, um, they made the tortillas by hand there in-house and everything. And even like as a kid, I remember they would give you a little ball of the masa so you could play with it at Aww. the table. But it was the same issue there. But then I thought about it and I'm like, wait a minute. I know for a fact that sometimes we make... I don't, <laughs> but we as a culture make tortillas at home and some are for filling and some are for scooping. But if I order fajitas, wouldn't I get them for filling? True that. Like, that's my thing Maybe is I'm it's like. to dip into your sour cream. <laughs> extremely white sour cream. I literally just cannot. But no, I was like, that's, wait, what was the other, uh, the place that we f- were talking about? Dos, dos Amigos. Dos Amigos. Okay. No, Dos Gringos. Do, oh, yes. Say, dos Gringos. Okay. Dos Gringos. So Dos Gringos was on <laughs> University. Yes. Over near where 7th and everything is uh, now. Like all the Maestros. bars. Yeah. So yeah. it's insane because like it's just a parking lot yes. now. Unfortunately. But they tore it down years ago yes. saying that a hotel was going to be right there, which obviously eventually, yeah. But... I was so sad that it went away because it was a little hole in the wall. They had great uh, chips and salsa. And then I would always get, they had really good margaritas. We went there for like birthdays and everything all the time. I loved, I would get their cheese enchiladas and you would get like fajita enchiladas. So then you would get fajita beef like would lay on the top of them. That was And it was amazing. Yes. That was my first postpartum meal. Stop. It was, we left the hospital, baby strapped to my chest, pelvic floor falling out still. <laughs> and Joseph took me to get a margarita and chips and queso. What? And it was. What a good man. He's so good to me. What a good he man. He was just so like, fed. he was just like, look, you need this. You were like, yes, I do. You're falling yes. apart. Let me <laughs> put you back together. <laughs> the queso will bind you bind back you. together. It's fine. Everything's fine. No, but like, I just think about all these places that did leave. Like Max's was so good. And I don't think anything's there now still. 
Something else went in there, I think, and then like shut down immediately. Mm. I think. I don't know. I was like, I, that whole area is like chaos. I feel like a lot of places have been like that because even prior to it, I'm not that specific yeah. location, but where um, Trinity on 7th Street, it's Pub. right on the corner. Yeah, Trinity Pub. Yeah. Before that, remember Tortaco? Did you ever go to Tortaco? One time, and it was it, awful. Well, okay. We had an incredible experience. What? We loved that place. And it shut down before we could even take anybody with us. They had. What did you get there? Because I did. Their menu was so weird to me. Okay. So our biggest thing, I want to say it was the smoked whitefish dip that they did. Okay. Oh, my God. It was incredible. Now, we're big mezcal and sotol drinkers. Oh, see, I'm not a big mezcal gal. Really? But I did have it for the first time there. Because the like one of the managers or whatever like was just like feeding us drinks. Yeah. But I think it's because the food was so weird. Like here's the thing is like <laughs> you would go and you had like the tacos and mm-hmm. the um what was the other thing they had? Tortas. Yeah, the tortas. And so we went there, but then their sides, like they didn't have queso. Mm-mm. And then they had like macaroni and like the fish dip and like something else that like you would never think like ooh this pairs well with my right. taco. I think it was definitely more like quick bar food. Yeah. Uh, but their main focus was their mescaleria. Yeah. And oh my gosh, we would get <laughs> we would show up on like a Sunday afternoon and get a mescal flight and just call it a night. <laughs> like it was I miss it so much but then but kind of going back to yeah. places that it's like I don't know there's is it something about the location like is it the business? Is it the food? Well, like, here's the thing is, is like so everyone turnover? always says like, you know, some of these buildings are like cursed. Yes. So like now where Goat and Vine is, like nothing has lived there. So I'm very curious about how Goat and Vine will do. I have my own personal opinions. I have gone once and I was not impressed. Okay. I know a lot of people have been like, it was amazing. I loved it. Whatever. Now, I'm not saying I'm like the biggest connoisseur of like food and I know everything but I do love to go out and eat and I've eaten all across the U.S. like multiple places like high end low end like in my car I don't care you know like everything (laughs) and so my thing is it is incredibly aesthetically pleasing and I love that in a restaurant and I think Fort Worth needs more of that Mm. because it does make for an enjoyable experience absolutely however if you get their charcuterie board I'm sorry I got like four strangely cut pieces of meat that were all like very, it didn't look like anything went five grapes off the branch. So just there's five ball, like grape balls just rolling around <laughs> on this board. And then like a handful of like dried apricots, some fig dip and like three cheeses. One was so hard. We literally cut it and the cheese flew across the room. Oh my God. I kid you not. And like, that's, I wish that was a joke. And let me guess because, it was $48. Well, that's the thing is I was just like <laughs> for the amount of money I was like, and I have a picture of it, so I'll post it. And you can also look on Yelp. Like people have posted theirs before. It's not for such an aesthetically pleasing restaurant. The food is not aesthetically pleasing at all. Now I will say that their, um, crudo was really good. Okay. So, yeah, I just, there's just like different things that I am very curious about. Also, they were out of like half of their alcohol. So whenever our poor server who, she's one of the ones that came up to us and was like, it's my third day. I'm so sorry. I don't know what I'm doing. I was like, first of all, you shouldn't tell anyone that. Don't ever. Like, don't, that's like a training thing. Like, just don't say that. Like, go with the flow, act confident. Like, that's all you have to do. So she literally would go, she'd be like, oh, let me go see if we have that. She'd go to the bar 
come back and be like, we don't have that. And I'd say, do you have this? And she'd be like, oh, I don't know. Let me go ask. And I was like, this is like frustrating. Rough start. And so then also I do love, I've always wanted to get the like uh, pasta and the cheese wheel. Yes. So I got that and they pour like whiskey in it. Interesting. And like light it on fire. Okay. Whatever. And it was like a spaghetti. Okay. And I was not, the flavor was just not there. Just off. It was just off. Like, I can't even describe the flavor. Now, I will say this. I want to go back for brunch because everyone has told me that went for brunch, said the brunch was really good. So I want to go give it a chance for brunch, not dinner. I am willing to break my anti-brunch rule to do that. (laughs) Well, I don't know if you want to do that because what if it's bad? (laughs) I'm not (laughs) anti-brunch. I don't want to give you that experience. That was probably an aggressive way of putting that. I'm just not huge on breakfast or even just like brunchy food. Like I just, I'm more of a lunch dinner. I feel you on that. Okay. So whenever we're talking about that, then have you had wishbone and Flint's brunch? No, that's that's also on my list. So that's one that I need you to say for brunch. (laughs) Okay. Because start there. Yeah. I was like, that's what we'll do for (laughs) brunch. Because I would say that also I did for Easter um, Wicked Butcher is like one of my favorites in Fort Worth because I feel like everything there is good consistently. We did go for a friend's birthday and like we had a server who was struggling for once. And I was kind of like, wait, y'all are always like so on top of your game. Like what was going on? So that was kind of a bummer. But they just started brunch. So they did it. Okay. They started on Easter and my friend and I just split the steak and eggs and it mm. was bomb. <laughs> So I will say that might be a new spot for brunch too in Fort Worth. I think they're only doing it on Saturdays and Sundays. Okay. So just so everyone knows, uh, scope that out. Let's do it. But wait, there's something else when I was talking about, oh, all the places like closing. So you said we were talking in our group message. We Mm -hmm. do have a pod squad kind of, we call it Luby's crew. (laughs) Speaking of which, that's a perfect way to start it. All the Luby's shutting down. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Don't get us started on Luby's. This is going to be a whole other it's podcast. It's devastating that my two options right now are Forest Hill or Plano. We still need to go to Forest Hill. I mean, I still go to both, but. <laughs> I was like, I, I literally, need I, need, I need square fish. Yes. <laughs> I need square yes. whitefish in my life. Yes. Um, But no, so the, now we're Trinity Colleges on 7th. What did you say was going in there? It was... Something else is going to end up, they're moving. Dreamer or Wonder or something. Oh, Wonder Bar. Wonder Bar. That's it. So they're turning into Wonder Bar. And then Trinity College. Yes. So then Trinity College is moving to where Still City Pops was. Correct. So that's happening. Then from what I was told, I haven't fact checked this, America Gardens closed. Girl. And yeah, I was like, (laughs) and so I know Jordan and Kate were really upset about that. But so I did find out that I guess that's going to end up being a little Woodrow's. So, but the, here's the thing is that there is a lot of conversation because I guess they also do turtle races. And so Whiskey hmm. Garden's done turtle races for like years. So they were saying, mm. I wonder if they'll start doing them too, or if they'll just let them do them at Whiskey Garden. So, right. so that's not like taking, you know, com- competing, competing over the up, same thing. Yeah. So I'm very curious about that. What else is there? There was somewhere uh, else. I oh, thought. Varsity, which oh, should have yeah. been shut down locked up and burned to the yeah. ground so years ago. here's the thing so apparently the city of fort worth y'all has blocked varsity from reopening so they want to reopen as a country bar Yeehaw, like y'all. Th- thinking that that's going to change things <laughs> and it was going to be called tequila ranch and i'm like Why here's what have to ruin tequila here's, like that? <laughs> here's the thing is what's crazy is like 
it is a good location. Yes, it's prime. But I was yeah. like, seventh is, I mean, Look. It's, there's been some issues lately. It's not ideal. Like a lot of us, I feel like, are just like, okay, we can day drink here, but we can't hang out at night here. Yeah. But I also have tons of friends that are service industry. And like, I worry for them all the time, but thank God everyone like has each other's backs on seventh as far as like any staff down there goes, like service industry takes care of themselves. And I love that because it's like a whole different community that also y'all tip your bartenders. Stop, stop doing dumb shit. Tip all of your service members. If you cannot, if you, this is the thing. So I went to see my friend Heather at Citizen in Dallas for Mm -hmm. like a friend's birthday. This guy was ordering drinks all night, closes his tab, and, like, tipped her, like, a dollar. And I was right next to him getting, like, about to order a drink. And she goes, oh, so you don't have any money? And I was just like, what? (laughs) And I looked, and I, like, looked at his tab or whatever. He was like, what? Like, it's fine. Like, you know, like, you already get paid, like, whatever. And I was just like, are you kidding me? And I like literally roasted mm. this guy. I was so mad. And I do want like some of the girls to come on the podcast and tell me about their like stories because you know that those are some good stories. Oh, it's devastating. I mean, I worked at, this was ages ago, so I know it's changed very much, but working at a restaurant for almost a year of myself, like yeah. starting out in college, I can't tell you how many times 50 cents were left on a almost $200 bill. Like... What? 50 cents. And then, you know, it gets to your head because you're like, am I that bad of a server? Well, it does. It's like... <laughs> So I had one guy whenever I was bartending at Old Brewing, Old Texas Brewing Company in Burleson like years ago. And I, it was just this one guy every single time. He would tip all the men a shit ton of money. But and he would tip me like cents. Dick. And so I finally like asked my manager. I was like, <laughs> what is going on? I was like, because everyone comes up and talks to him like he's amazing. And he is such a dick to me. And I was like, what is it? So finally, the manager ended up coming over and talking to him. And was like, hey, man, like, what's going on? What's and he deal? was like, he was like, I, I, what, what, what did I do wrong? And so he used to always come sit in the bar. And he was like one of those guys that he'd be like, I want to order a buffalo chicken sandwich with the buffalo sauce on the side. And I need five ranch on the side. And I was like, <laughs> okay, cool. And then like, he was like very, oh, I was like, I remember because I was just like this dude, You're like, I was like, yeah, I was like, I'm going to make sure that everything is perfect for you because then you have no reason to treat me oh, like this. My gosh. So I would do everything and I'd like bring it out like on a platter and I'd be like, is there anything else I can get you? I'd make sure his drink was always full, you know, everything. And he just treated me like shit after the manager, like he had nothing to say. He had like no excuse or anything. He quit sitting in the bar and he went and sat in the dining room. Oh my God. Instead of like dealing with the problem. God. And I was like, you know what? Good. Fuck off. You like know, it, that shit blows my mind. Yes. People are people. Here's the thing. People on airplanes and people in restaurants and bars turn into like a different version of themselves. <laughs> yes. Why is that? I have no idea. You know, Joseph, uh, back when he worked, <laughs> shout out to Don Pablo's, another restaurant oh. that sh- disappeared. Um, they used to have uh, Isn't a there, regular... is there, no, that's El Phoenix. El Phoenix. In Dallas mm-hmm. is the OG one, right? Yep. I was thinking it was Don Pablo. Yeah, Don Pablo shut everything down. Um, but Joseph, when he worked there, he said that they had a regular that would come in and put, regard- and he ordered the same thing. He's like, his tab was only ever like a max of 10 or $15 because he ordered the same thing every yeah. time. But he'd put a stack of $21 bills at the edge of the table. And every time you did something he didn't like or didn't come to the table quick enough, he'd slide a dollar off the top. Shut up. Mind screw. <laughs> I would have been running around like a psychopath. I'd be like, what do I do to get more dollars on the table? Exactly. It's just so crazy. But yes, that is, to me, it's just so devastating to see 
Um, again, my math doesn't math sometimes. And I had a friend years ago uh, teach me the tip rule of whatever, wherever the decimal point is, move it back one spot and double it. That should be the bare minimum of a tip that you should leave. That's your 20%. I always, well, 20% is you just yeah. double the first number too. Yeah. yeah. So that's the thing is I'm always just like, if your tab is, minimum. <laughs> you know, if your tab is $5, mm-hmm. multiply it. Like it just, you just double it. Double it. Yeah. Like that's, it's just not that difficult. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's just so disappointing and weird that, because how long ago is Don Pablo's? My God. And people were doing that. Like, yeah, sh- like people all of a sudden are just like, I have power for a second. I have to show it. Yeah. My, my biggest rule is if you can't dine out. Don't. Don't. Just Same thing. Don't. If you can't afford a drink at a bar, don't. Don't. Pre-game at home. Just come to the bar and hang out. Exactly. Like, it is not that difficult. I do not understand. Because, like, especially, like, when I go out, if it's, like, my friend, I'm, like, I'm going to take care of you. Yes, especially. Like, I know you're busting your ass. And it's also just another way to be, like, hey, guess what? I love you as a friend. I know that you're busting your ass. You also did, like, serve me. I'm going to make sure you're taken care of. As they're serving however many other people. Yes. I mean, most times it's only one to two bartenders behind that bar. Yes. (laughs) That's what's, like, so mind-blowing to me. But I think that people just become, like, entitled which is gross too, because I'm just like, you really need like a power play that bad. People take, turn things in to something serious when it doesn't need to be. They take things way, way, way too seriously. And it's like, dude, just chill, relax. But that's the whole thing that we were like, how we started like about like the food scene is like (laughs) chefs are like notorious for having like bad tempers and attitudes Yeah, and whatever. Like, did you ever watch The Beast on Hulu? No. Oh my God. It's so what is that? Oh my God. It's this, I just need everyone to watch it. The second season's coming out. I thought it was just going to be like a one-off, but they're doing a second season and I'm going to like lose my fucking mind if it's not as good <laughs> as the first one. It's all about like the restaurant industry. So basically these brothers, like one goes off to like be a chef in like California, at like French laundry. And he's like doing all the like very intricate, you know, like learns the like, you know, delicacies mm. of like culinary arts basically. Well, his brother ends up passing and he goes home to take over like the family sandwich shop. Oh, okay. And so like the family sandwich shop is like a clusterfuck. (laughs) And so it's him trying to get everything in order and like changing the menu and doing all this. But obviously everyone that's been in the sandwich shop is anti French laundry rules and everything else, you know, like the culinary Uh... side. So it's like this battle and it's like, you're both trying to do the same thing. It's like, you all want like to put out quality product and do all this. It's just the way you're going about getting there. Right. But it goes into like the screaming in the back of the house and like, you know, like employees sleeping with each other and like how chefs are just like, you know, like throwing things or like going out and yelling at like a customer and like the like waiting area. It's just like all this stuff. It is such a good show. And I don't, I don't know enough about film, but the way it's shot mm-hmm. is phenomenal. So I would recommend any type of like foodie. If you've ever worked in the service industry, you're probably going to get a little bit of PTSD from it. <laughs> I'm not say, kidding. Is you'll probably get a little, you're just going to be like, oh God, like yeah, I remember that. Like when they're like yelling and they're like food on the line, you're like, or left on your left, like left. coming around like corner, like <laughs> yeah. all those things is like, it's just a lot. It's, it's done so well. You're just like, Holy fuck, I just had a flashback. Oh, gosh, yes. I mean, the service industry drama is a plenty. Oh, my gosh. It's a plenty. That's the thing is, like, I really want, I want to start with, like, all the girls in, like, the bar industry because I think they probably have, like, the best stories. 
But I remember I told you this as like, you know, we both obviously worked in like service industry before, but I started like hostess, waitress, expo, Mm -hmm. catering assistant, whatever. It is wild the things you encounter. Oh, yeah. It's like an alternate universe. Uh, It doesn't even seem real because, yeah, when you walk out of those doors, when at the end of your shift, you're like, did that just happen? Yeah. And I only walked out with 20 bucks (laughs) in my pocket. No. And that's the thing is like and then like at the end of the night, like the more like recent, you know, like you go into the POS and you have to like declare your cash tips. And I'm like, I'm not doing this. Zero. Yeah. You're just like, I didn't make anything like, oh, my gosh. It's so crazy to think about. But I don't know. I was like, I'm very curious about how the Fort Worth food scene is going to be. Here's what I really want to get into. So apparently we're getting a Hudson house. I drive by it all the time. Okay. And I'm like, so yeah, I was like, not moving. So, in so here's the thing. <laughs> so we're getting a Hudson house and a pie tap. Apparently I haven't heard of pie tap. Okay. So pie tap, I think originated in Dallas. I at okay. least know there's one in Dallas. So my theory, and I want to know yours Ooh. because I want this to be an episode where we're able to like say what we think is going to happen and then find out. Sure. From my knowledge of Fort Worth restaurants, no f- Dallas restaurant has come here and made it. Now, mm. here's the thing. Fort Worth originated restaurants have gone to Dallas and succeeded. And succeeded. Revolver but Taco. So also stir. Um, what oh, was the other right. like all those like there's so many places uh that originated like in Dallas and they came here and they just didn't work here. That uh bones, dirty bones, dirty bones, same mm-hmm. thing. Like and once again, is it the spot or is it the concept or like what is it? Yeah. Well, so but didn't also Dallas blonde also off of university, mm-hmm. they did not nope. last either. So my theory is. I feel like Hudson House may last a little longer because of the clientele they kind of seem to attract. The location, too. Yeah, the location is near the clientele. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. so that's what I, I don't know where Pie Tap's going to be. I think someone said it was going to be on Magnolia. Okay. So I'm kind of curious because you also have Connie Rosso, which is yeah. pizza already on that's true. Magnolia. So I'm very curious because apparently they're very different. Okay. So I just, I think that that's interesting. It's like, I'm very curious to see how those two places do and if they end up lasting. I think I'm going to have to agree with you there because yeah, you're right. I mean, we were able to mention all of those already. I think it's interesting though. And I'm going to use revolver taco as an example. Mm-hmm. Whenever I never visited the Forest Park location. I had only been to the one that was right off of Southern yes, University. Yeah, and they were doing great when they mm-hmm. were there. And then they shifted to that Forest Park location, and that's where it tanked, right? And I think that was like their second attempt, if I remember correctly. I think so. Right? Yeah. Um, and at that point, that's when they threw in the towel. But then this was during COVID. All of Lower mm-hmm. Greenville had shifted to like an open window service style where it wasn't you weren't you weren't walking into a restaurant it was just a short condensed yep. menu and you did it at the window they did amazing even with that mm-hmm. so it's very interesting to me i definitely think hudson house is going to hit here better than pie tap will or even yeah. some of the others again like you're saying the i've also never been location. to pie tap though I haven't so either. i have no idea so yeah. i think that we'll have to put that on our list to try I but think- i don't know i just have a lot of questions and like I'm very curious to see what happens because like you said is what was the um it was taco diner 
Yes, like I miss whenever, Taco Diner. Well, that's the thing is like I loved Taco Diner, yes. but once again, I was like, that's a Dallas concept because it's part of Mi Casina. Like Mi Casina's done great, but also that made me curious because I was like, why would you put Taco Diner when Mi Casina's right there? Well, it's the same. Like, co- yeah, it's but it's like company. it's literally right there. I was like, why would you do that? Like you're competing with yourself almost. But also. I don't know if you remember, but Taco Diner, both the Sundance location and the one at uh, River... Why do I always want... Yes. Is it Riverfront? No, uh, Waterside. Yeah. Waterside. Um, every time we went, it was slammed. So what Oh, see, happened? every time I went, it was never busy. Really? Mm-hmm. There was only a couple of times that we went for a late dinner that it was already kind of like winding down. Well, so what did it... It turned into something else during COVID. Um, it was another taco spot. Was it Paco's or oh, was that now or what is it Paco's now? Paco's is there now. What was it before that? It was what something was else. What was it before then? Was it Revolver? Did they move over there? They did. Yeah, it was and it Revolver. shut down again. Yes, yeah. the, then that was their third attempt. Mm-hmm. And then Dallas. Yeah. And then they wrote that scolding letter also. <laughs> Wait, they did? I remember him putting out a post Stop. and being like, we've tried in Fort Worth. Like, we've we've done our due diligence. Oh, so they're not the only one then. No. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, I was like, obviously we could go on and on about this, but I feel like we should table the rest of this conversation because I feel like we should go eat some of these places yes. and come back with like our personal reviews. And then also I want to see about Hudson House and Pine Tap. Yes. Because I'm very curious now. Also, if you want to come eat with us or do any of these things, anytime. let us know. Oh, my gosh. Anytime. Yeah. I was like, because that's the thing is like you have a flexible schedule as far as like grabbing a lunch or whatever. And I do, yeah. too. So if anyone is ever free that is a listener, if you ever need like a lunch buddy, holler at even just Angie. Like you can find her on Instagram. She would more than happily, I know, go with you. And I was like, and obviously I will too, because I love meeting all of you. So I think that'd be fun. But also there are more events coming for Corks and Cowtown. And I'm very excited. Um, Obviously we have podcast and PBR coming up May 10th. I'm very excited about that. It's going to be at Cowtown Coliseum from six to nine. Mark your calendars. It is open to the public. Come meet all the local podcasters. Come meet all of the people we talk about all of our all the time, all of our friends. Meet local businesses. It's going to be great for networking, maybe dating. Maybe you'll find the love of your life. Maybe I will. Who knows? Um, <laughs> also, you get to check out how Cowtown Coliseum completely like rebranded and is redoing things there. Um, they're making stuff way more friendly for events as well. We'll be in their event space. Also, podcast um, will be at PBR again this year at multiple locations. When I have all of those, I will give them to you. PBR is also partnering with Cowtown Coliseum this year and doing midnight bullfights on uh, the weekends. So you can catch us there, too. If you want to come to any of the events or you will need uh, dates for stuff, calendars, whatever, let me know specific things you want to see, and I will make sure to get them to you. But, um, okay, tell everyone where they can find you, just in case I haven't said it a thousand times already. Absolutely. You can find me on Instagram and TikTok. We're, <gasps> we're venturing the out. Tiki the Tiki Talkies. The Tiki Talkies at uh, better like underscore let's eat. That's P-E-R-O, Betto like L-I-K-E underscore let's eat. Yes, I'm so happy you got to do this today. Yes, it makes me so happy. Me. I was like, I feel like we barely like scratched the surface also. So next time it's going to be a real deep dive. It's going to be another three hour lunch. Literally. <laughs> I was like, what if we just recorded a lunch we one day? We just take a mic with us. <laughs> just be like, Paul would hate that. <laughs> All the food coming Sorry, back. Paul. Anyways, but um, thank you all so much for listening. Obviously, always write in any questions, comments, concerns you have. You know, I love to hear from y'all. And until next time, cheers.